This is Speak Your Peace, sharing the opinions of your coastal neighbors on today's pressing regional issues. It starts as a tightness in your chest, like there's a pressure on you and it's harder to breathe. You're wheezing, you're fighting for air. It could happen any time of day or night. You've got to remember not to panic. You get your medicine and hope it helps. If it doesn't, then you might have to go to the emergency room. That's what asthma feels like, for me anyway. I know how hard it can be to have problems breathing. Most of us take it for granted that we'll be able to breathe easily. Now with COVID-19, there's a respiratory disease that a lot more people will have to deal with. I'm sad about that. I'm 18 years old now, and in my senior year of high school, I've had asthma since as far back as I can remember. My first time being hospitalized for it was in first grade. I just remember the intensity of it all. The doctors and nurses in their uniforms, people around the bed praying for me. After that first time, I had to go to the hospital once every year or two. In eighth grade, I had to go to the ER for an asthma attack. In the ambulance, the EMT had to put an IV needle in my arm. He asked me about school, and I told him I played football. He asked me more about that, and before I knew it, the needle was in. He had distracted me with a conversation about football. It wasn't just him, but all the nurses and doctors and workers at the hospital over the years, everyone has been really nice and helpful. If COVID-19 gets much worse, then the hospitals will be overwhelmed and some people won't be able to get the urgent care that they need. And I'm not just talking about me. I'm talking about people all over the country and all over the world, whether they have asthma or a broken bone or cancer. In a lot of places, they can't get the care to begin with. Now, it's going to be even harder. I'm grateful for all the care I've gotten. So, back in 2016, when I was a freshman in high school, I started volunteering at the hospital. I learned about all the different sections, the ER, surgery, pediatrics, and everything. I got to work with patients and take them to their car at the end of their visit. Volunteers were the last people the patients would see at the hospital, so we'd want them to leave with a good feeling. I'd also help translate for patients who speak Spanish. My parents are from Mexico. I speak Spanish at home and English pretty much everywhere else. My family goes to a big church in Wilmington. I volunteer with the middle school ministry and I take photos of services for the church staff to post on social media accounts. After Hurricane Florence, I joined a church group to help out in a neighborhood that was hit hard. Trees were down, whole houses were flooded, everything was waterlogged. It was so bad there that I almost forgot that my family needed help too. We had been evacuated and our home had to be fixed. After Hurricane Florence is when I first saw the body of the church come together. And the same thing is happening now with COVID-19. The church canceled services before there was a public order. Now, everything is online. As coronavirus spreads, I think churches will do more and more to help people, whether it's high school students who need a phone call or families who need food. We'll see that kind of cooperation happening all over Wilmington and across the state. Hospitals, governments, churches, schools, community groups, and neighbors helping each other out, making sure everybody gets through COVID-19 as well as possible. This is a scary time, but if we all do our part, I think we can look forward to the time, hopefully not too long from now, when we can all breathe easy again. You've been listening to Speak Your Peace. 
Interested in being on Speak Your Peace? Visit shoresides.org for more information on how to work with us. Thanks for listening.